Hello, and welcome to the Shingo Principles Podcast, the podcast for those interested in building a culture of continuous improvement and sustainable organizational excellence. I'm your host, Mary Price, with the Shingo Institute, a program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. The Shingo Principles Podcast is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with thought leaders and practitioners around the world experienced in transforming cultures using principles, systems, and tools. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. In this episode of the Shingo Principles podcast, we hear from Shingo faculty fellow Norbert Majerus and former executive with the Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company, Jean-Claude Keen, as they discuss how ethical behaviors are crucial and the lack thereof can be detrimental. They address the questions, is the implementation of traditional lean processes and behaviors sufficient to avoid the severe consequences of unethical behavior? And can good lean thinking help? This is part one of a two-part series. Part one covers grasping the situation and part two covers principles and implementation. Uh, uh, thanks a lot, Mary, uh, for inviting us and letting us uh, share this subject. It's kind of, an, um, of a new subject, at least uh, at least for me. And I'm excited that uh, I got the opportunity to, um, uh, to share it here. So um, I, I want to start with a little story here first. And in uh, 2000, um, I uh, had a job at Goodyear to implement uh, ISO and QS uh, 9000 in, uh, in the Innovation Center. And uh, in 2002, there was a big event that changed the tire industry forever. And it was um, uh, kind of new legislation was introduced by the government based on um, the, the Firestone um, uh, Ford uh, problem on the, on the Ford Explorer. And um, while I'm uh, putting, um, uh, actually it was a half truckload of stuff that uh, we had to supply to the government as being the, the peer tire, the, uh, the, the control tire for the investigation. And I saw this sign that you can see on the right uh, pop up everywhere, especially in newspaper articles and magazines. Uh, the, the, uh, the plant that had caused these uh, quality problems was actually uh, ISO and QS certified. And uh, people were wondering, how can that happen? Uh, how can a problem, a quality problem like this happen if you go through the certification? And then um, the sign popped up again in 2009, 2010 for me, when Toyota got under fire and uh, for their brake uh, problems and the associated recall. And there again, the question had to be asked, a, uh, a leader in lean, and uh, how, can that, uh, how can that happen? Shouldn't um, uh, operational excellence or their experience with lean have prevented that? And then it, um, the most recent one uh, was the Volkswagen uh, uh, emissions and the Boeing uh, conspiracy. Uh, they were actually uh, not rooted in finance uh, issues. They, they were technical issues. And there again, these are companies that are models uh, for lean excellence. And um, so you do have to answer the question, uh, is lean and operational excellence, uh, uh, is that the preventing um, 
uh, ethics uh, problems like that, or uh, maybe we have to realize uh, lean operational excellence is not infallible, as uh, a lot of people may have thought. So is ethics a chapter of lean? Uh, should it be a chapter, or is it already? And uh, the other question that, uh, that bugs me is, uh, uh, all this empowerment, this trust uh, that uh, we uh, we bring in uh, to a lean management system, is it creating more temptations? So that kind of sets the stage uh, for today. And by the way, um, uh, the the title of this presentation is to grasp the situation. We will lay out the situation, the, the current state, uh, we will briefly address the countermeasures, uh, the lean uh, countermeasures that, that, that we can see, but we will cover them in more detail in the, in the second webinar. So uh, Jean-Claude, you, um, um, you take it from here. Okay, thank you, Norbert. <coughs> uh, thanks for having the opportunity to speak about lean ethics. Uh, I think it's a very important topic. Uh, now, um, the published stories of uh, unethical behavior, they are serious enough, uh, uh, but uh, unfortunately, they are only the visible part of the iceberg. And there is a large hidden part uh, of uh, unethical behavior that uh, we actually do not know about, uh, that, are not, that are not published. And I would say there are two categories in, in, in that hidden part of the iceberg. One is, um, the stories that are not published in, in the press, but uh, that are uncovered by internal investigation. So the companies discover the problem, they investigate it internally, and then they, um, uh, they are putting measures in place, I mean, maybe improving uh, their procedures and their controls uh, to avoid similar cases in, in the future. And then also maybe uh, sanctioning the employees if they have done some something seriously wrong, and that can go uh, also by dismissing uh, some uh, associates uh, in some cases. But then there is another category, <clears throat> and that is the unethical behavior that remains uh, undiscovered. And I think that is probably the worst kind. Uh, some people benefit from the unethical behavior, at least in the short term, uh, and, and nobody knows about it. Uh, However, people who work closely with those people, they actually do know uh, that uh, something uh, like that happened. And, and that leads to a lot of frustrations in, in the sense that, uh, well, how is it that he or she can, can get away with, uh, with such a thing? Uh, I could <clears throat> observe myself uh, such behaviors when I started as, as a young engineer. And... Uh, uh, the company that I worked for at, at that time uh, was in financial trouble and, and cost reduction uh, programs were extremely important and they were very uh, numerous. Uh, now, cost reduction programs are uh, essential in any industrial company and, and I just want to be sure uh, that, uh, that I, I stress that uh, to remain competitive, um, that is something that needs to be done, but cost reductions cannot be done at the expense of product quality. After some time, uh, the customer will find out and they are no willing either to buy the product at all or at least to pay uh, the price for that uh, uh, product. So it leads to ero an erosion of the pricing uh, power. And, and that is something that, uh, the, I mean, the financial consequences are 
in most cases much, much bigger than the financial gain from, uh, from the cost reduction. So I will come back to that later in the presentation, how, how we should do that the right way. Well, thank you. Uh, what is, uh, that, let's uh, start defining uh, lean and then um, uh, defining ethics. So lean, uh, we have to remember, is two, for me really two pieces, but they should be um, uh, integrated with each other. I show them as two pieces because a lot of companies still consider them as these two pieces. We have, uh, first of all, the processes, the Toyota production system, the operating system. But then we have the people transformation, the behaviors, the culture. And um, uh, I'm, uh, um, I really learned this lesson when I started working with the Shingo Institute because the one on the right, the people part, is, is much more difficult and, uh, and maybe even much more important. I want to make sure we uh, stress that there are two pieces here. And of course, the ethics um, uh, problems are mo mostly rooted in the, the people, the behavior, uh, the behavior part of lead. So... Let me share, the, to define uh, ethics, let me share a um, short example, and then I uh, let Jean-Claude share uh, his example that he was already uh, starting to talk about. Very simple case. Um, I was invited to, an, um, uh, to give a keynote presentation at, at a conference, and I did. I was the first one up. And uh, after the presentation, the chairman came up and um, gave me an, um, uh, a gift card, an, an Amazon gift card. And while well, I didn't want to uh, decline, I didn't want to be uh, rude or uh, disrespectful. But when I came back uh, to, to, uh, to, to the company, I, um, I asked the ethics office, what should I do with this card now? And well, I was, of course, instructed that I should never have accepted it. And um, I, well, I learned the lesson. I will find out now. And if a case like that, then I ask uh, that it won't be presented to me anymore. But uh, nobody could really figure out what to do with this card. And I, uh, I eventually gave it to my boss who uh, used it um, uh, for, for purchases uh, for the department. Just a very simple case um, that uh, 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 reminded me uh, again, hey, uh, there are ethics issues. Uh, there are small ones and there can be big ones. And uh, uh, my point is, if you don't recognize the small ones, you will certainly not recognize the big ones. So, so Jean-Claude, back to you for your example. Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> where I have seen very often, uh, I mean, issues or uh, temptations or uh, that is what I mean with uh, uh, how KPIs are managed. I mean, KPIs, key performance indicators, are of course essential in, in, in any uh, company to drive and to measure uh, an improvement uh, that, that is done in, in, in a given area. And to, just to continue with my example from before, cost reduction is, is driven uh, by, um, is measured by, by various KPIs, but <clears throat> it is essential to me. Uh, product quality uh, and performance. Um, otherwise, at the end, it will be negative for, for the company. And uh, I think what I have seen later in my career, uh, of course, uh, cost reduction programs continue uh, to, uh, we continue to work on, on cost reduction programs. But one of the things <clears throat> that is essential is for the leaders, and that has to start from the very top, to emphasize to do the right thing, uh, to do the right thing. 
we need to do to reach our KPIs, but uh, um, at the same time, it is important to say that uh, the right thing needs to uh, to be done. Um, and, and, and I have uh, mentioned that when that is stressed over and over again, people actually uh, do it uh, much better than, uh, than without it. I mean, the, the, the opposite case would be, I mean, reach your goal, uh, uh, whatever, whatever it takes. So you want to give us the definition of ethics, Jean-Claude? Yes. <clears throat> so ethics is about uh, uh, the laws and, and, and uh, I mean, from the regulations, uh, I mean, governments, not, not just in the US, but in every country, there are a lot of laws and, and regulations that regulate the industry. It's also uh, moral standards. Uh, it is generally the expectations of a company and of individuals um, that uh, they have to, uh, that they act in the best interest, not just for themselves, but for the stakeholders, the shareholders, the customers, uh, the suppliers, and, and society in general. Uh, and behaving in, a, in an ethical matter, that means that uh, we follow those, uh, uh, those things, that we adhere to those expectations at, at all times. Um, it, it means that we put those expectations in front of our, our personal gain, um, even, even if the likelihood that we are caught is, 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 is very small. Um, most people, are, of course, have become aware of the ethics only when, when there is an absence of ethical behavior, uh, when there is an, uh, a scandal, for instance, that is published, uh, and, and, and uh, that is something where we have to uh, act before so that people are aware of it before there is a problem. Well, uh, as you can uh, may have guessed or know already, uh, or know anyway, um, unethical behavior, what causes it? Um, it is uh, not um, related to processes as much as it's related to, to human nature. It's um, a big one is the fear of failure. Uh, and that uh, uh, failure here means I fail to live up to my promises or I, um, I fail to satisfy um, uh, the expectations of, uh, of my leadership. Uh, it, it may affect the, my standing in the, uh, in the company. And um, that's where a lot of embellishing uh, comes from uh, to, um, to justify hey, uh, that I, uh, I try to live up to my promises. Another one uh, is greed, personal gain, uh, uh, in not only financial, but in terms of uh, standing in the company promotions and so on. Of course, there are tempting opportunities uh, everywhere. Uh, following the example, that is still a very big one. And um, I remember a, um, uh, I had a discussion early on in my career with a colleague who, uh, who said that, hey, I uh, behave unethically because uh, the leader behaves like that. And the leader wants me to follow in, um, uh, in the footsteps. That's why the leader is such the example. The leader wants us to behave like this. I, um, I, I had a hard time uh, and I did not agree with my colleague there, but I uh, uh, want to talk about how important that example of the leadership is. And helping a friend uh, is uh, sometimes people uh, try to be helpful and um, go in a behavior in a much in a very unethical way 
not even realizing they are because they think uh, they do the right thing because uh, they are trying to help somebody. So Jean-Claude, do you want to cover traditional countermeasures here? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and so knowing what Nomea just uh, uh, said, uh, uh, companies have, have developed uh, um, uh, countermeasures uh, to, to prevent unethical behavior, at least to minimize it as much as possible. And the first one is training and awareness. Uh, most people want to do the right thing, uh, but we have to make sure that they know what the right thing is. And, and by giving explicit uh, training and telling the people what is expected in an explicit way and in an official way, that is very important. And that is opposed to learning something from, from a colleague. Uh, also, again, when I started as a, as a young engineer, I was told a few things by by. Uh, colleagues that were more experienced and they were not the right thing. They were clearly not the right thing. Uh, and that is what has to be avoided. Uh, a company needs to make sure that um, people know what is expected uh, from them. Now, training programs <clears throat> are also, I mean, they have a disadvantage. People typically do not like to go to uh, training uh, programs. Uh, so that alone is, is not uh, sufficient. Uh, uh, so there is also compliance and, and, and auditing and inspecting whether the rules are followed. I think that is something that is very important that someone, uh, uh, a board member of a, a bigger company told me once, uh, you, don't do, you don't get what you expect, you get what you inspect. And I think even if we do not like being uh, controlled and audited, I think it is part uh, of what needs to be done just to get the confidence that everyone does what is, is required. And if not, to take measures early on rather than waiting until, uh, until there is a bigger uh, problem. Um, and here again, I think it is very important that, um, uh, that uh, leaders uh, say and, and repeat uh, that, uh, that uh, the right thing is, uh, is, 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 is done. Now, are those uh, countermeasures enough? That is, that is the question. Well, uh, let's get back to the lean process now. And um, the definition of, a lean, of lean, um, the developing value for the customer and the best outcomes for the company and all stakeholders. There really should not be anything in there that would prevent uh, people to uh, behave um, uh, ethically, um, except maybe um, the advertisement and the selling may not be... Um, uh, uh, maybe over-promising uh, or whatever, but uh, there really shouldn't be anything um, in the process. It all comes down uh, to the behaviors for me. So traditional countermeasures, as Jean-Claude just described them, are not compatible with a lean uh, people management system. In a lean um, uh, management system, we uh, try to not rely on inspection. We rely, uh, try to rely on an empowerment and uh, education and trust and the behaviors like that. Um, and remember, even if you uh, go through a lean transformation, after the transformation, you have the same people than before the transformation in most cases. That means you have to go through a certain transformation of those people. And empowerment, blind trust, uh, in my um, uh, uh, what I have seen and even experienced can cause more temptation and opportunity, but it is especially if implemented without the right leadership engagement. 
those uh, uh, those um, uh, lean transformation where you have a leader say okay go ahead this doesn't involve me um, I have um, I can stay on the sidelines here just um, uh, I just tell everybody hey listen to those folks and um, uh, follow their lead and uh, that's going to get it done well that's not going to quite cut it I think the um, uh, the leadership engagement in this whole thing especially when it comes to the question of ethics is uh, going to be extremely critical. So what's needed instead is the development of a lean management system that uh, first of all eliminates fear and unethical motivations. And uh, for me, fear is uh, one of the main um, uh, motivators for unethical behaviors. It's it's not so much uh, the fear as being threatened or whatever, but it's the fear of uh, not meeting standards, not meeting expectations and so on. Then uh, the system should illuminate and um, and demand undesirable behaviors, and I say illuminate here, and I'm I'm not uh, promoting to uh, to make an example of uh, what has traditionally been done. When Jean Claude uh, mentioned before, a lot of the people uh, all of a sudden uh, have left uh, the company, and uh, nobody even knows why. But then the rumors uh, get around, and um, uh, the example has been made, and I'm not talking about. That I'm talking about a much more humble and respectful way to do that. And then it replaces commands and controls, inspection, supervision, oversight, or whatever you want to call them, with real empowerment, trust, and uh, reliance on personal integrity and accountability. Now, that is uh, easier, uh, certainly easier said than done. And um, I want to talk about five inspirations here, five inspirations that. may or will or should uh, get us there, uh, where we have uh, then um, uh, lean behaviors uh, integrated in our uh, lean management system. The first one is uh, the people and uh, people and process focused lead. Uh, it comes in many names. It is uh, one of the foundations of the, of the Shingo model. Um, uh, you can call it uh, people focused or people centric lean or whatever. It's where you either put the people first or you at least uh, worry about uh, the people development and the process development at the same time and uh, implement them as, uh, as such. The second one is the leadership model, the lean leadership model. It's that humble leadership that uh, uh, that is based on respect for people, and we will uh, show in the next um, uh, in the next webinar how that leadership model can be the basis of um, of good and uh, especially ethical behaviors. The, the next one is respectful oversight. Uh, you maybe you don't even notice it, but there is oversight in everywhere, maybe in, in even in good companies, even in uh, in your daily life. But we like to call it respectful oversight. It's not the kind of uh, inspection oversight or the policing uh, oversight. It's um, it, it's done respectfully, but gets the job done. And we will show a few examples how. Uh, models like that uh, could be integrated in uh, in a lean uh, management system. The next one is the Toyota one, the the Andon. Uh, the the um, fact that you now engage everybody in the problem as Toyota engages everybody in the quality uh, that they produce. 
and uh, give everybody the ability to um, uh, to speak up, uh, even stop uh, production. Uh, is there a way that we can learn from that and get um, a similar uh, thinking going in our lean uh, lean management system? Of course, it, it it won't be anything where you expose people, but uh, we can certainly l- learn from that and draw some uh, good recommendations from there. And the last one is to trust the process, but the process has to be the right process. And I think here is where uh, we're going to show a few things. Um, uh, Process, for example, uh, some that we definitely will talk about is the process of promoting people, the process of um, of um, uh, growing people in a company. Um, that in very many cases, uh, the traditional ones lead to uh, unethical behavior. So get the right process uh, and then uh, trust uh, the right process and the right system. So unfortunately, uh, you will have to wait for uh, May 26th. We will then uh, give you um, uh, more detail on these uh, five points and also discuss the um, the deployment, how to properly deploy that and uh, deploy them and make them part of your lean um, uh, management system. So with that, uh, I'd like to open it for questions, Mary. Well, the question is about, um, uh, will we uh, illuminate some of those underwater sections of the iceberg? Yes, absolutely. From Lucas Hahn. Yeah, no, absolutely. That is a very important one. Uh, we need to, uh, uh, to, to talk, and we will talk uh, about that uh, I think the ones that have been uncovered, especially publicly, the measures that are taken, the, the companies are under such a pressure that they have to take a very stringent measures, sometimes even overshooting. Uh, what we want to do is to focus on the ones that have not been uh, published and also do it. I think ethics is, is not new, but uh, what Norbert and I want to talk about how can we do that in a lean way uh, without adding uh, much more work that doesn't add value uh, to uh, to the customer. Do we have any live questions? Okay, Shingo promotes a principles-based approach to lean. Are ethical deviations easier with a tools-based uh, application uh, of lean? Well, uh, a question from Bill Farmer. Well, Bill, um, the the tools alone, uh, I tried to mention that the the tools alone, I think you have a hard time getting things done with the tools alone. I think the the ethics questions are more rooted in the behaviors. And as far as I'm concerned, a, a certain people transformation should be part of the deployment of the tools. Jean-Claude, what do you think? No, I, I, I agree. I, I agree. Any other questions? Uh, and, uh, Anita Fengerman uh, reports of ethical behavior breaches may make the... Oh, no, I... <laughs> Uh, as Mary said, please type your questions in the Q&A part. Uh, we'll, we'll try to take them from there. Uh, 
reports of uh, ethical behavior breaches may make the reporter sound like a tattletale. Um, is there a good way to report obvious ethical problems and still feel good afterwards? This is something that was typed in the uh, in the discussion part. Uh, yes, we will talk about that in the next um, uh, in the uh, in the next webinar. That is a, a big one. Um, uh, you. Um, uh, calling the anonymous uh, helpline is one way, but uh, there are better ways and much more humble uh, ways of, of dealing with that. Uh, we will address that uh, next time. Yeah. Uh, how do you create an um, ethical environment without having to create an audit system? Well, Jean-Claude, do you want to take a shot at that? Yes, that is, uh, I think, a very important one. Audits are important and necessary, um, uh, but uh, there, there are ways to do it in a more efficient uh, way. And one thing that we will elaborate, I mean, you have to measure anyhow. If you want to drive something in a company, um, you have to measure it. Uh, and if you have the people uh, who uh, are responsible for achieving the progress, also measuring it, then, then of course, you are... Uh, uh, that that's not the best way. And what we will show is how you can measure it without duplicating it and, 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 and controlling it. Uh, so that will be a very important one. Yeah, that is a very good question. Thanks for the question. Uh, there are humble and uh, respectful ways uh, to do things. And I think that is just uh, falling in line with a uh, with an, uh, people-driven lean culture that will work. Thank you so much for presenting today. And thanks to our listeners for joining in and for all of your great questions. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you're looking for additional educational opportunities or you would like to learn more about the Shingo model, please visit our website at shingo.org. Please remember to subscribe and to tune in to next time.